I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up Welcome to DevTech Diaries Podcast, I'm your host Andre and today I'm going to be talking about the journey from developer to team lead. This is part of a series of episodes actually, so I've been covering a few other topics like from starting as a developer, from changing careers, from something else to developer and then from progressing through each stage, junior, mid-level and then senior. The next logical one is progression beyond that so what happens after we max the software developer role basically a lot of companies have a very few options for developers at that point in time one option is to go into management the other option is to continue on the architecture path and this one the other one as well actually they both lead to kind of the same place uh, which eventually might be something like a like a cio or cio or even a cto at some point in the future each one of them can be used to to progress that way if that's what you desire each one however does it in a very different way now becoming a team lead is a very different beast however and the reason i want to talk about it is because i've seen quite a few people in positions like this who frankly should not be in a position like this. The first question you need to ask yourself is, why do you want to become a team lead? Is it because that's the only way you see your progression continuing? Is it because you get more money? Is it because um, you get maybe a bit of a prestige out of it? What is it? If it's just the money, that, then I'm, I'm probably going to say that you shouldn't do it. Becoming a team lead requires a mindset shift. In that, that you cannot think as a developer anymore. You need to put your team first. As a team lead, you are responsible for the software product you're working on. You run the team who develops that product. Your priorities have changed. You're no longer in the space of um, writing code or working on tickets or anything like that. You can. I mean, you can. It doesn't have to be 100% team leading. It could be. It could be a component where you could do some development as well, and that's fine. As, as developers, obviously, we want to continue progressing our technical skills, and we want to still work on stuff. However, we do need to let go of the code base. It's totally fine to do a bit of work every now and then, but that has a risk associated with it because as a team lead, you will be involved in other conversations that have nothing to do with the actual software development process. You will have to report on your progress to people above you. You will have to create relationships with people outside of the team. And if you start working on tickets, that can easily transform into a blocker for the team. And that doesn't help. So my view is that if you can contribute, fine, do that. But maybe get involved in other things, not necessarily tickets in a sprint, let's say. Because at that point, the the, the blocking aspect becomes even more important than ever. But if you work on something else, like maybe improving a process, maybe improving your DevOps process, maybe working on uh, testing a little bit, maybe, you know, doing things like that, that affect team's performance and, well, everything else associated with it, then that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Now, let's see what it actually means to be a team lead. 
So I did mention that you're now responsible for the product and you run a team of developers. Um, and some of them may even report to you directly or they may not. So I've seen places where not all the developers report to the team lead, mainly because of a, a silo mentality. You've got your, your backend developers, you've got your frontend developers, you've got your QA engineers. Each category reports to someone else and that kind of makes sense. But the team overall, you are basically the team lead off. You run that team, even if not everyone reports to you. And that's that's normal. So if I take myself, for example, I'm a backend developer. I do not want to line manage uh, front-end developers uh, because I, th I believe that requires a very strong person in the front-end space. Uh, otherwise, you can't help with the coaching, with the training, with ideas on how to learn, what to learn, when to learn things, and how to do things. So I, I think we should all stick to what we do best. Uh, so I have no issue with this kind of uh, separation at this level. Now, that being said, there are a number of things that transcend that and can be used for the benefit of the team. And that is the well-being part and making sure they get the proper uh, training they require, make sure they get the proper breaks they require, support the team in whatever is needed. Now, all these things can be done uh, without any kind of, of technical ability, let's say. Your job is to make sure the team is in the best place it can be. It's as simple as that. A lot of time we have blockers coming from the outside. You try to do something, but you can't because you depend on another team. This is where this role shines. Whatever relationships need to be created, whatever things need to be done to improve the, um, the productivity of the team, that's where you should be focusing. Also, quite important is to understand that becoming a team lead is not necessarily a progression for a developer. It's not a natural one, that's for sure, because the skills required and the type of work required is very different than, um, than before. So if you're a software developer, you're, you are used to doing technical stuff all the time. You might have to communicate with some people every now and then, but you're not going to be doing that all the time, and certainly it won't be a big component of the job. However, once you move to the team lead role, it's like I said before, first of all, you have to let go of the, of the code base. The second thing is that you want to make sure that work continues even if you're not there. So if you go on holiday for two or three weeks or a month, that shouldn't affect the productivity of the team. And you can't do that if you're the one doing most of the work. In fact, it might be um, quite an attraction for, for some people to continue and try to do even more work than before because they think, you know, that's how you are... That's how you are judged as a team lead. You should be doing the most work. You should be closing the most tickets. Um, you should be having the most story points in a sprint or whatever other um, numbers are used to judge someone's uh, productivity. I'm here to tell you that's not actually true. You do not want to have the most story points. You do not want to be the one doing the most tickets in a sprint because you have other people for that. And these are the actual software developers in the team and they're there for a reason. If you continue doing this, that sends the message that you don't trust them. You don't trust them to do the job. You don't think they're capable of doing the job and doing what needs to be done for the product. That's not necessarily an issue with the team. It's an issue with you specifically. So like I said before, let go of the code base. Yes, have a look. Keep on top of things. Know what's being done. Maybe even do some code reviews every now and then. Um, and you can influence things in other ways as well. Because as a, as a team lead, you will be you will be a line manager for some developers as well. And you can use the one-to-ones to make sure you drive certain ways of doing things, uh, certain attitudes, so certain ways of thinking. 
So you can you can influence things as a team lead, even if you don't necessarily write code yourself. But you st the coaching is still a big part of it. If you want things to be done in a certain way, that doesn't mean you're the one who needs to do them. It just means you need to make sure that people that work with you understand that this is how things should be done. And my view is as a team lead, you should be a very strong technically person. From a technical point of view, you must be really, really strong because otherwise you're not going to know what to focus on. You're not going to know what the important things are. You're not going to know the metrics to actually make sure the team does a good job. Now, thinking for myself, I've made this kind of choice. Um, even if um, I like to code stuff, even if I like to build and, and write code, I see the value in not actually writing code, as weird as that sounds. If you are very strong technically, what you want to do is lift everybody else with you. Now think of it this way, as one person, you can only improve so much. There's a limit to what you can do in a day. However, if you have four or five people in the team and you help them improve by 10, 20, 30%, multiply that by however number of developers you've got and you have an actual result. So the, the impact that you make as a team lead is much, it, it's a lot bigger and a lot stronger than whatever you can do as one person. That's basically how I'm looking at things. That's how, that's why I'm, I'm tempted to go on this path rather than staying on the technical part. There's so many things that we need to do. And I firmly believe that there's not enough very strong technical people in positions that go um, above the software developer role. Um, I believe we should be, it should be more of us. There should be more in a team lead position. There should be more in a software manager's role. There should be more in a CIO, CTO's role, all that kind of stuff. Because, because once those people are very technical, they can, or at least they have been technical in, in the past, they can at least understand why certain things are important and why certain things need to be done in a certain way. But then there comes the second component, which is the soft skills and the ability to see the, the other side of the business as well, not just the technical one. And this is something I've, I've spoken in a previous episode, which I will probably link to from this one. The soft skills are important. The gap between developers and the business is real and we must bridge it somehow. So that's um, one of the videos I've published before this one. It kind of makes sense to, to lead from that one into this one, I believe, because there's so much work that we need to do in this respect. So let's see. Are you clear what your motivations are? Why do you want to become a team lead? Do you understand what it takes? Do you understand the mind shift required? Are you able to put your team first? Are you able to do the proper coaching and take care of your people and not just work them into the ground? Can you make sure they get properly rewarded for what they do? Can you make sure the team is in the, in the best place it can be? If the answer is yes to these questions, then I think you have a strong foundation for becoming a team lead. And I would encourage you to do so. But remember that the team always comes first and that's done through one-to-ones, through conversations, through um, team meetings. Now, I don't particularly enjoy the, the term meeting and I do believe that we spend too much time in meetings, but certain, certain meetings are actually quite important. And these, one, these are the ones that bring the team together, specifically in a remote-only environment. Now, a lot of us are working remote now. Now, I understand that a lot of companies are not remote or are hybrid, so people are in the office every now and then. But a lot of teams are fully remote at the moment. And how do you keep track of everything? How do you speak to everybody? How do you stay in touch? 
all these things have to be done a different way than how they were done when we were in the office. I'm probably going to discuss this in a future episode as well, because it, it kind of feels like it's a whole topic by itself. For now, I think what we've covered so far, I think, is enough. So I'm, I'm hoping you find some value and you, you, you know at least what questions to ask yourself before, before you decide, yes, I want to go and become a team lead. I would like to see more proper team leads, good ones, rather than just people who are um, team leads because of necessity and because they think that's the only way they can progress their career. That's not a good thing. And you also have the other side. Now, not all software developers are um, a good fit for such a role, and they shouldn't be. Not all developers should progress to a role like this, because if all the good developers become team leads, then who is left doing the actual work so we still need we still need a lot of software developers who can go into the work but we also need a few software developers who can go into other roles so there's got to be a bit of a a bit of a balance but at the same time like i said before it's not a natural progression this isn't just the only way of progressing your career but it is one of them so once it's done for the right motivation i think we're on on, onto a winner so i'm going to leave you with that thought enjoy the rest of your day and thank you very much for your time see you next time I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit